We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel here for another Brooklyn Buzz. And the Nets take down the Phoenix Suns 116 to 112. Who needs a big three when you got a big four? Mikhail, Clark, Spencer, and Cam Thomas. You don't need me, no Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, or Devin Booker. Those guys can jog on, son. But. Let's dive deep into it because this was back and forth and it's might have got a bit lucky on a few occasions, but this was uh, one of the better wins of the season, to, to put it plainly and simply. So I'll, I'll start with sort of the early parts of the game. That's playing pretty decent basketball. They're sort of blitzing Kevin Durant, forcing the ball out of his hands, forcing a few turnovers. They're getting some fast break points, transition points, points off turnovers. Everything they wanted to do. I thought that the defensive game plan... Jacques Vaughn clearly knows Kevin Durant's game and knows how he wants to play, knows the places he likes and doesn't like, the defense and offense that he sort of likes to get into or doesn't like disrupting him. And it was that end of sort of the first period heading into the second where the Nets went on like a 16 or 19-0 run. So the Nets up 31-22 and then Phoenix, you know, get a bit of an advantage in that second period, but the Nets still have the lead at the half. And it's it's Phoenix in the third where they really start to get in ascendancy. The Nets get a little bit sloppy. Uh, but the fourth period is where you know all the guys stepped up because while some guys didn't have their most consistent games, when you look at Spencer Dimity, Cam Thomas, and Mikael Bridges, those guys went 8 of 12 from the field in the last quarter. 8 of 12. That's 67% from the field. Those guys just, they might not have started the game when I think Mikael Bridges started like 3 or 14 and that's obviously not a great game. And he sort of said post-game that he was trying to make plays, trying to like you know just be a bit better and execute a little bit better. But you know, in the first half, in, sorry, in the first three quarters, those guys were 31% from the field. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas, Mikel Bridges, 11 of 35. But good players just know when they have that next shot mentality. Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, deserves like a lot of credit. It seems to me like the pendulum is turning on how people view Spencer Dinwiddie in terms of how I don't know if it's valuable invaluable but he just knows has a headiness and a basketball IQ that is very very high now there's times where he might get a little bit ball hoggy but I think some of that is a product of the rest of the team as well and he's sort of going all right well let me try and get a shot let me try and shoot us out of this 
But in that fourth period, he just hit the big shots, made the big plays. And Cam Thomas followed suit with him as well. Like he scored in like three straight possessions to get like 22 points. And he was just big, big, big time. And those guys are like invaluable. Like the, the combination of having three guys that create can create for themselves and create for others. Like Spencer Dimley is obviously probably maybe the best all-round playmaker in terms of for himself and others but Cam T is growing there and Mikel Bridges is really growing there too I've seen that a lot with the ball in his hands you know his turnovers are, are really dropping at, at least you know, forced turnovers you know he didn't have a turnover tonight and you know and that's uh, the Nets themselves only had seven now some of that was Phoenix probably not putting the ball pressure and general putting the physicality getting in your face to what other teams probably we might see against the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night and just other teams in general, but the Nets took advantage of that. And and you you got to give them the full amount of credit for how they were able to execute. Now, there was not a starter who was positive in the plus minus other than Cam Johnson, but you, know, you, you look at the guys and how they produced and it was just a, a good old round team performance. So I'm just really happy with, with how these guys performed. They stepped up and when it, when it mattered. You know, Cam Johnson... You know, he was 34 minutes for him tonight, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 7 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 4 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals and 2 blocks for his 15 points. A nice return, heading back into Phoenix, you know, him and Mikhail seemed to, it seemed to me that the crowd was on their side a lot of the time. You know, Mikhail Bridges hit a couple of threes and he was doing the, the sort of celly where he puts those three fingers out. It's one of the iconic celebrations going around, but Cam Johnson did a lot of his damage early in the game. You know, he had... Let me just look at it. Four or four from the field and two or two from three in like these first 10 minutes or in the first 10 minutes of the sort of game. So his impact wasn't necessarily felt later on. And look, there's uh, it seems to be a little bit of a discourse about Cam Johnson's play of late, but I think we're yet to see like a... We probably had two or three games of his you know, this year out of the 23 of the Nets of players where Cam's like sort of put it all together. But I think it's the nature of, of his role. And you know, you get the, that guy some play, some open looks, some ATOs, and he's going to be effective. You know, He can't do as much with the ball in his hands as the likes of Mikhail, Spencer, Cam, even like a, a Trinidad Watford. Uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith, I think, is, is growing there too. And Royce. You know, so he might be not a liability, but he's sort of like your elite spacer, maybe close out to a mid-range or close out to some straight line drives. But I still think he's a, a valuable player. Is he living up to the high-level contract that he's on for four years, 90 million, whatever it might be with a, a heap of incentives? Yeah, I would say so. Like if you're getting 15, five and five out of a guy on pretty decent efficiency, you, you take that. And he was pretty good defensively as well, like two steals and two blocks. Like what more can you ask for? I think he just needs to be consistent, more consistent in his production. And I think that will elevate those 15 and 5 and 5 nights to 27 and 7. And that's where you're like, oh, okay, the the numbers look a little bit better rather than going through these different little mini bursts. And some of that might be on the coaching staff allowing to open things up for him. But also it's on Cam being aggressive, being effective and making the right plays and, and being effective out there. But yeah, he led the team in, in stocks tonight as well. So you have to have to give him credit for the amount of the, the defensive effectiveness that he had tonight too. So yeah, it wasn't the greatest game in the world. It hasn't been the greatest stretch of basketball from Cam Johnson, but I still think he's a, a very good player. And I think 
as we sort of saw with Mikel Bridges at the start of the year, as we saw with Spencer Dinwiddie, these guys will find their form, they'll find their footing at different points in time. You know, there's been ins and outs for him, you know, obviously starting the year with the, some muscle injuries, but I've got confidence that Cam J will put it all together. Uh, after the break, guys, I'll dive deep into the rest of the players. Looking forward to that, looking forward to that Denver Nuggets game uh, and some general team stats in the general feel and vibe of the team right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's get to Mikhail Bridges on his return. Brooklyn Bridges, 39 minutes, 7 19 from the field, 3 9 from 3, 4 5 from the free throw line. It's a number I like. I want it to be 5 plus minimum every single night. Three rounds, two assists, a steal. Didn't have any turnovers. Had his 21 points. I mean, it's. I'm really starting to think that Mikhail Bridges is really elevating himself to a complete basketballer. And there aren't, I think his defense is really improving now uh, as well. We're starting to see some some really solid stretches of the game from him there. And, you know, he has a high burden on him. Like he's doing a lot. And I think he still needs to find, and you know, obviously he's driving the basketball really well. You know, I said the other day, maybe a game or two ago, him and Cam Thomas were like two of the leaders in field goal percentage on drives, you know, above that 55 sort of percent range. And they're doing it a lot. So I think that that needs to be the bread and butter to his game and sort of the the extra sprinkles, the cherries, the whipped cream, whatever analogy you want to throw out there is that sort of mid-range sort of game. Utilizing that aggressive drive, the fluid drive, the Euro steps, the Portnoy steps that have been discussed to allow the defense to collapse on him and create those spaces for him so he can hit that mid-range because he can do that in his sleep as well. And he's starting to find the volume from three like three of nine isn't lighting the world on fire but for me the nine attempts is something that sticks out more so than three of nine he's starting to show that aggressiveness pull-ups and just like a, a really sort of quick trigger that's what i'm i'm really enjoying from from Mikael bridges and it just seems to me as an offensive player he has those three levels to his game 
you know, his best range, best facet to it might be that sort of Mikhail mid-range. But he's got a really solid three-point shot. If he's open, he's going to hit it. And he's getting a bit better with those pull-ups like we saw in large portions last season. And his driving is is becoming really positive too. Really poised, really controlled, really aggressive. Using his athleticism, his steps, and his ranginess and gangliness to get to the free throw line. So, yeah, another good game from Mikael Bridges. He's a leader of this team. And he's leading in a very positive fashion, might I add. Very positive fashion. Clack City. I can't believe I haven't discussed this in like, what, 10 minutes of the pod so far. Nick Claxton hit a three, guys. Nick Claxton hit a three? Are you kidding me? And it was... It was wet. Like, that shit was... Sorry. That that shot. That shot, that shit. That was wet as hell. It was fluid. Like, it just... I heard sort of people saying, like, it, why is his three-point shot more fluid than his free-throw shot? I, I Man, like, I don't know. Like, we... It, it, when I saw the shot and I saw him make it, my reaction wasn't the level of Kevin Durant's. And I think Eric Slater posted a, a funny video and the Suns bench sort of just looking like, wait, what? What the hell? This guy? But in, in saying that, we heard in the preseason and we saw in the preseason him working on that shot. We just haven't seen him take it. Now, is this an opening to Nick Claxter turning into Carl Anthony Towns? Yes, no, obviously it's unlikely to be Nick Claxton Nowitzki, but if he has those shots, take him. If he's comfortable in those spots, take him. If there isn't an open lane for him to to drive, spin, and sort of use those uh, the, the sort of fake handoffs or, or whatever else it might be, maybe just take those shots. And it, 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 if he can hit them, then... Man, Nick Claxton's uh, paycheck is going to be juicy. It's going to be very hefty. But in saying that, big fan of the shot. Big fan of his defense, which is starting to find a bit of rhythm and forcefulness. It seems to me that I think Darren Sharp has been playing tremendously of late. Now, I don't think Nick Claxton has been playing poorly. But I think the high standards that I and a lot of Nets fans and and people in general have of Nick Claxton, like he's still like one of the league leaders. Obviously, he hasn't played the requisite amount of games in terms of blocks. He only had the one tonight, but 14.7 rebounds, 33 minutes, 6 attempts from the field, hit the three, got to the free throw line. He's, and he got, when he gets those switches, man, like whether it's Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, whoever it is, like, I want him to get those switches. And obviously, the Nets have been playing more drop and has that hindered Nick Claxton's effectiveness and elite nature? No, I don't necessarily think so. He's sort of saying like, and he can recover. He can do the two-hand blocks. Like he had some really nice blocks last night against the, sorry, the other night against the Sacramento Kings. He's a the, one of the great rim, rim deterrents in the NBA. Like it's like him, Rudy Gobert and... Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jaron Jackson Jr. hasn't been that great this year. Rudy Gobert has been excellent. Brooke Lopez is pretty bloody good as well. But yeah, Nick Claxton was was really great t- today too. And the the three ball is probably going to get all the attention, but he's starting to f- to find that aggressiveness and ferocity on the defensive end. That attitude. That's what we we sort of love of him. And yeah, Clack City. It's booming. The, there's new types of accommodation now opening apparently in this three ball they're, they're, they're luxury sort of villas guys uh, so get in uh, while it's hot speaking of while it's hot killer cam thomas 28 minutes for him tonight guys 6 of 17 from the field 4 of 8 from 3 
eight of eight from the free throw line. That is a number that makes me chef's kiss. Four assists as well. He's really starting to find that rhythm there as a as a playmaker with the ball in his hands, making the right decisions. Two rebounds, steal, block. Only the two turnovers, a three's 24 points, and four of eight from three, like as I alluded to. So Cam's three ball, starting to find rhythm. He's getting back to the free throw line. That was something that I alluded to, I don't know, it was today or the other day on Twitter about him sort of getting to the line. Now, some of it is the, the ref's not calling certain things, but I think more of it is on him actually trying to show that aggressiveness and find that similar to what Mikael Bridges is doing. Like, be aggressive, get to the line, let that open everything else up. And he has great body control, strength, dexterity. Like, he's a, a hybrid Harden and Kyrie when it comes to getting to the line and, and, and finding ways to, to finish off the, off the glass. He's a, a really special offensive player. And I, I think he... There's, he's going to have his ups, he's going to have his downs, but to, to be able to work through them within a game speaks to the maturity of him. And Jacques Vaughan had plenty to say, positive and negative, uh, about Cam Thomas as a starter. Some people advocating him to go to the bench in a sort of Austin Reeves sort of role. Um, I, I just think that long-term, it just makes sense for Cam Thomas to start. This guy is the person with Mikhail and others that we want to build this franchise around. Let him play through some poor performances, work his way through it. And the fact that he worked through it tonight just speaks volumes to him as a player, as a character. Wonderful, wonderful young talent we have on our hands. And Spencer Dinwiddie, guys, was 6-11 from the field in his 35 minutes, 2-5 from 3, 2-4 from the free throw line, 8 rebounds, to include 2 of them offensive, 7 assists, 2 steals, and only the 2 turnovers for his 16 points. I have said plenty about Spencer Dinwiddie already, but I can r- rave consistently and say the same things and still not get tired of speaking about him because I think he just finds a way to make the right plays when the team needs it. And the team just, he like he has, he is a leader as well. Some people might not like that leadership in different certain situations in different teams, but I think he's his, the best version of himself as a Brooklyn Net. And I think the Nets bring that out of him. I think this environment brings that out of him too. So another good game for him. Let's get to the bench. Dwayne Finney-Smith, 409 from the field for his 25 minutes. Had the six boards, a, steer, a couple of steals and assists. A plus 15 in his minutes. You know, Royston was plus 19. The bench was really contributing. At sort of Darren Sharp and with only the eight minutes for him. But did have a couple of three boards and such. I'm intrigued to see, you know, Jacques Vaughn, if I can find some quotes about why Darren Sharp only played eight minutes. He... Probably wasn't the right matchup for him, but and the Nets got the W, so that's the only thing that matters. But yeah, the bench in general. Let's get to DFS. DFS is like just a, a weapon. Like didn't hit any of his threes tonight, but was driving the ball really well. His defense continues to be masterful. Like he he's like whether he's a Brooklyn Net long term or not, I'm I'm just incredibly happy with what he can provide and it seems to me like he's got a bit more wrinkles to his game in terms of his driving and his finishing like we're starting to see that a little bit more uh, Royce O'Neal he's 19 minutes 3 of 5 from the field 2 of 4 from 3 4 assists his playmaking is just like primary secondary it's always just awesome like he's really really good a uh, really really good passer and he just hits the big shots at the right time in a similar way to sort of Spencer did when he like whether it's a one for one dribble or two dribbles or pump fakes, whatever it is, Royce O'Neal just makes the right play at the right time and hits the three ball at the right times. It's like, a, I want to look at his like clutch three-point percentage. It feels like that would be like 70% compared to the, the rest of the game. But uh, we'll get to Trenton Watford. I'll finish with him before a few other game notes. 80 minutes, 3 or 5 from the field. That floater is just... I mean, it's about as cash as a Stephen Curry three. Like, it just goes in all the time. Like, he is a, 
a really talented offensive player, super comfortable with the ball in his hands, love the minutes that he provides. You know, I know Nick uh, uh, on his timeline was, was shouting his praises as well. We're both massive, massive Watford fans and we, we always will be. Uh, he continues to be a, a really positive impact for the Nets. Uh, so let's get to a few other game notes, guys. The Nets brought back the volume from three. You know, I know that Jacques Vaughn said that I think it was like 28 shots the other night, back to 41 and 15 or 41 from there. So nearly 37%. Got to the free throw line 24 times. The Suns, 27. They were out-rebounded, but I don't think that was the biggest deal in the world because the nature of how the Nets were playing in terms of trying to get those shots up. You know, they shot 13 more threes. They shot the same amount of points in the paint. So I think it was the points off turnovers, you know, 15 to 4 is, is something that I think the Nets were able to really gain an ascendancy in terms of, you know, they had nine steals to five. Like just being a bit more aggressive and, and forcing, you know, obviously the, the Suns don't have much chemistry yet and I spoke a bit of trash about them and I will continue to because they'll, we are tied to their future in terms of a, a few draft picks here and there. But yeah, there was just some big plays from our guys tonight at, at, at lots of different times. So shout out to Spence with his... He's three, and Cam Thomas going big time. Spencer getting to the line. Mikhail stepping up as well. This is a big win. Um, whether they can take that momentum into Denver and make it another one remains to be seen. I'm not the most confident in the world, but I'm optimistic because the Nets are they're a good basketball team, guys. Like, if, In case you didn't know. I mean, you do know. You're a smart listener of the Brooklyn Buzz, but... This team is just good, man. Like, they can just find a way to, to win. And they're stunned to click in terms of the chemistry, the cohesion defensively, offensively. That's stunned to gel. So, who knows? Maybe the Nets will finish fifth in the East, uh, like Basketball Reference was alluding to. But thank you for listening, guys. Make sure you're subscribed on all podcast platforms, five stars, wherever you can. And, baby, it is a Nets world. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.